Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. On this bi-weekly podcast, we're your hosts, Athena, Mama T, and Memes. And here on this podcast, we'll find ways to cope with motherhood, laugh our woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt, all in the hopes of helping us all feel a little less torn. Welcome to this week's episode of Torn. Athena Memes here um, this week to discuss the motherhood stigma, the perspective of motherhood in the workplace and day-to-day life. So Memes, what is um, your sense of in your workplace how motherhood is perceived? So working in a high school um, it it's often kind of humorous how you're an educator, you're working with children, and yet there are tons of early mornings that it's almost like, at what time in the morning is my day supposed to begin so that my child can safely be somewhere else so that I can come and be present and prepared and professional <laughs> with families and children at the high school. Um, and then... So luckily, one one thing I'm very thankful for is that my daycare does uh, have a 6.30 drop-off. They're 6.30 to 6.30, so that 12-hour window is very helpful. Um, but heartbreaking to think about your kids sometimes spending 11 hours uh, at daycare while you're doing your job. But very thankful that she's in such a safe, um, enjoyable, developmentally you know, stimulating environment. She does a lot of things this summer. She's had lots of fun activities. Um, So day starts really early, um, but it doesn't end. And then I'm at a charter high school, so the day doesn't end till late. And so I've, um, there's a couple of windows now that there are more parents on our staff because um, typically the experience at charter schools is that there's lots of young staff. So if they're like single, no children, it, the schedule sometimes are created by people who are not, it's just not on their radar to think differently than their paradigm. Right. So um, as we, the school has grown and the region has grown and people with different situations, family situations and um, support, we've gotten options of entry. So it's usually 8 a.m. start till 4.30. There's an option for 7.30 to 4. And I believe there's another more flexible one for counselors who usually will have like off-site things or it's just hours are not, you can't really foresee when you're going to be like assisting someone off-site, maybe an emergency or whatever. Um, so I think their schedule can sometimes be a little later. Maybe there's other requirements of certain hours or, or events they have to attend. But that's what gets tricky for me. So I do the 7.30 to 4, but then there's flex hours that I have to complete. So there's productions and after-school events and clubs and different things. And so there's a certain amount of hours I have to submit. And that's where I try to plan them on the day that my daughter's with family so that She can either be dropped off by family back to home to her dad or I'm picking her up a little later, but it's not the cutoff that daycare has, or at least it's not the nerve wracking feeling of like traffic and having to get there by a certain time. Uh, And so in the sense of fundamental things, 
healthcare, uh, like we've mentioned before, dependent care, different programs um, that do consider family. So I feel like those are staple in employment, but I don't feel like the day-to-day where you have to be. Um, there's days that my specific role, I'm going on field trips, but that takes me getting my vehicle to my facility, chaperoning a trip downtown into Manhattan to then either come back to my vehicle or completely turn around my day and like drop off my daughter, park my car in a different location, take a train into Manhattan, come back to my car, get to my daughter, which that location might give me different traffic situation to pick her up. There's just like a lot of moving parts. Um, that sometimes that's the most stressful part as a parent. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that because the the more I think about it, it's like the motherhood stigma is there's no respect in either aspects of my life for both aspects of my life. Like there's no respect from work for my family time and life. And then there's no respect from my kid's school about my work. (laughs) Because, Because for instance, today I had to go in to meet my son's new guidance counselor, high school guidance counselor and, trying to get those college applications in because it's a senior year. But the only times for me to meet with her, even though school hasn't started yet, were between her work hours of eight to Mm -hmm. three. (laughs) And I'm like, uh, and I work too. So those are my work hours. So how does that really work? (laughs) Um, Somebody's ditching their job to meet with yeah, you and for thirty minutes. There's no way minutes. to get things done during a lunchtime. Yeah. Getting anywhere, like even when I think about times that I've been in Manhattan, because I'm I happen to be in an outer borough. I'm in the Bronx now, but in Manhattan, if I'm going to make it someplace to have an appointment to then make it back, like it's not feasible. Yeah, it's totally not feasible. And then I work in an industry where yeah. there is no lunch hour. I don't know how many times I've been missing lunch because of work. Because people, again, it's just like a lack of respect. And I, I don't know if it's just the generation that we're in, the times we're living in. But it's constant. Like, there's no boundaries. Like, 12 to 1, oh, I'm just going to schedule an hour and a half meeting from 12 to 1. Because we've jammed meetings from 8 a.m. all the way to 5 p.m. Back to back to back to back. Um, And there's just no concept of needing to go to the bathroom or (laughs) needing to eat anymore. Everything has become so fast-paced. And so... What I've noticed becoming a mother and becoming more protective with my time because I want to be able to pour into my child and I want to be able to spend time with my child, not just trying to decompress, but actually enjoy playing with them and being able to listen to what they have to say um, and carry a conversation that the more I try to set those boundaries, the less I see that anybody has boundaries anymore between work and life. And then even schools have fallen into that, that, that arena of, Oh, we're going to schedule, you know, your child's reading assessment during your work hours. And those are the only times that are available because those are our work hours. Um, Or even like, I look at these programs. I remember when we were first looking at um, schools for my second son and I'm like who would ever take you up on a half day 
Because by the time I drive them there, <laughs> drop them off, and then have to drive back to pick them up, like, I never even really <laughs> left her parking lot. <laughs> and there goes that half day. I'm like, who buys into that program except, like, stay-at-home parents? And and that's what kills me. It's like, you can't really be, you can't really have a stay-at-home parent these days unless you want to forego certain aspects of what I consider just the basic <laughs> men of life. Um, but and then you can't really have boundaries unless someone the, is a stay-at-home parent. The other parent. part so, is that what you're grateful for sometimes and what you consider like, oh, they're starting to be more aware um, can also um, distort what like what you're naming about boundaries. It, it's interesting because my my yeah. school actually on professional development days has worked out for a specific clinic to have two practitioners come into our space. And so it's helpful to some extent, but there's also this piece of like not really having downtime to even be present with getting your physical or going to the doctor, right? Because I'm in my work setting mm-hmm. and I'm doing this personal thing <laughs> and we're also breaking down the boundary of like, sustainability like I can be here and be present and then I can go do things for myself and be present or for my family and just be in that space and when you're overlapping it it's convenient because I can knock it out on a day you know two birds one stone and I'm I'm knocking it out on a day that I'm already in this location but there's also like your state of mind when you're taking care of those things um I think it's really hard to the respect thing with family, I think also definitely lifestyle, cost of living, wherever you are, requires two parents most of the time. But then somebody has to, so similar to the conversation we were having about um, each parent, you know, the, the, the genders and then each parent, depending on who makes more, having to take sacrifices or hits um, versus the one who... Or, or the one who makes less taking some hits to their time, who can be present. Um, it just causes an issue because if you don't necessarily get the scope of each other's roles or why certain seasons can be crazier, then your partner might just expect like, hey, but you've been working so hard and you're doing all these. Like, why is this infringing on something going on or where your mind is over the weekend or what evenings look like? And yet at work, it's also, but you have these things in order at home, so you should be able to do these things. And it just, it definitely makes you feel torn because, yes, you're a good parent who has your child in a place that they're safe during the day, but that does not mean that during the day you're not going to, like, need a check-in or get reached or have to be present. But sometimes I feel very split as if it, it can't cross my mind and really be present at work. And then when you're with your child, I can't log on or answer something or complete something really 100% to my ability if I'm split with my attention span. So it's also that you're not really able. So you're constantly feeling like you're not enough because you're not able exactly. to be in each of those it things all. in an authentic <laughs> way. Exactly. It's like when people always say, "Oh, sorry, repeat that." I was multitasking. I know you want to multitasking. You can't. We want to keep selling it, but we can't do that. 
Yeah, you cannot multitask. You are giving half <laughs> to something. <laughs> and and then it, it kind of the other like folded thing into it is, you know, there's all these like laws against discrimination and not, you know, holding it against you that you have a family, but you kind of feel it. You feel the burn when, you know, majority like I work in an environment where I would say for the most part, at least the teams that I'm within are tons of young people that are single and don't aren't committed to a family yet. Right. So they're around the clock. Click, 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 click. And I'm like, just stop, (laughs) stop texting, stop checking your email, disengage just for the night. (laughs) Like, can we sleep? And it gets worse if we're in, like, different time zones, too. It's, like, around the clock, it feels like, that you constantly have to be connected and get the latest news on who got promoted and who's the new chief in town and what company's doing what and all of this information. Like, I remember just being, like, inundated with, like, all these feeds of, like, different information about the industry that it, it just it got overwhelming. I was like, oh my gosh, I hate this. This is terrible running this race with 500 people on my back because I'm trying to run the race of motherhood and run the race of, you know, business career. Um, and it, it's like you said, you can't, you can't do both. So if you're feeling the same way, listeners, um, and our awesome Torn tribe, what are some things that you've put into place? I mean, now that you're, you know, what, you got a three-year-old, so you've been doing it for three years, working and balancing well, a family well, definitely life. It has to do with, like, forgiving myself, right? Like, letting go, because I overheard someone just say at a birthday party I was at on Saturday, like, she's too, yeah, she's in daycare. Oh, it broke my heart at first, and I'm, I'm like, in my, you know, like, I'm overhearing another conversation so it wasn't with me but in my head I'm doing the (laughs) eye roll because I'm like you'll get settled in and you'll be fine because it's also the expectation I think the biggest part like we've talked about so many times in the past is that if the structure you were used to or what you thought it would be even if you really never said really would I just give up working would I get like I've put so much into this I have like a whole other side of my life because of my professional life would it really just be like let me wipe that board clean and just stay home right because I feel like I feel like there's other things that lead to that kind of decision too or it's in the back of your mind or it's something but I had to just let go of that idea because I do enjoy what I do I put a lot into my profession and the truth is I wouldn't want to be doing it all those hours like after I continue to tell people zero to 12 months is my favorite. I don't know what I was thinking with signing up for this lifelong contract, but, um, but it's mostly just forgiving myself because yes, I found a great school for my daughter. She's cared for, she's learning. She is, she's not just um, being supervised. She's growing while I'm also growing and doing what I'm doing so it's just being present and this is where she is I love that there are good doses of her being with family it's not at all every single day that I'm at work that she is at school so she gets that balance because I think those relationships and ties from very young are really important and um, at work it's being vocal about really 
what's present for me and what's going on. And I have a great manager and team that is just listens, understands there are different phases, but even if I'm the pioneer in saying it, like in my small team, if I'm the one with um, the youngest child or I'm the mother versus a father, if my mind is somewhere else. But because the biggest thing for me was when she went into daycare, how much um, her transition, her immune system, her getting used to being sick, little fevers, like ate into my personal time. And it just works on you because you don't want to make a bad impression. You don't want, you know, I was new to a team and I didn't want it to seem like, I, like it didn't matter to me. And I didn't want it to encroach on me learning what I had to learn, shifting from the classroom to a counselor role. And I had a great team that was supportive, but you do think about those things and they also stress you as much as you're stressed that your child is sick all the time and that it's unexpected. Um, So the family piece was supportive on the days that it could be. Then I had to just let go of that expectation and realize that I was really enjoying what I was doing and that as long as she was safe and it was productive um, and I could be authentic about where my mind was and what were the other things while being present at work and productive and meeting my goals um and it helps that I'm around children like my teenagers at school love to hear about my daughter um they are constantly sharing tidbits about what they think it'll be like when she's a teenager and um so that's an I kind of use to support what I'm doing what the purpose is and that that purpose is worthwhile since I want those kinds of skills to be things that I, you know, would be shared with my daughter too. So, but it's just framing it for yourself and being gentle with yourself as well as realizing that there are going to be the late report card nights and there are going to be the late productions and there's going to be like parties you have to chaperone or, you know, I get offered trips and college trips and different things that, Sometimes I have to pass on and legitimately just stand the ground of it would be nice. Yes, this is my cohort, but you know, because <laughs> I, you, you grow these bonds and you have these relationships with these children. And sometimes they place um, an expectation of you as, as a mentor. They want to share these experiences, but you got to realize this year I experienced with you this other year I have to pass and be present at home and make sure that, you know, I'm taking care of those things. And then I can, shift and maybe I'm doing a different thing and bonding moment at another time that is important to my role at work as well but it's I I think it's hard sometimes depending on the dynamics of your team and who you work with and the feedback you're getting for for you to speak up and really be honest about what's present at home and and not in detail but just like what's the phase you're going through and what support you're going to need for it to be successful yeah yeah, it's so important and it kind of along the same lines of framing. Like I am super thankful that I was able, I, I do work for a company that's all about family first. Um, and I have VPs that are very vocal about that and and other women that are more senior in my company that help lead the way and vocalize that. And it was awesome to see like we actually had a panel of women vocalizing the different things about motherhood and trying to fight for lactation rooms at the office and all this stuff but um 
So I think it's important as a mother that if you're working at a company to really find those other mothers that are going through the same thing with you and kind of form your own tribe at work where it's kind of the the known unsaid things that help bond you um, and you could be there for one another and talk each other off a cliff um, when things get tough and you're in the thick of it. But I think the other major mind shift that I had, and this took up until like child number three came along is time reframing how I see time. Um, because I often compare myself to the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland who has no time and is constantly like, hello, goodbye, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late, I'm late. And <laughs> that's how I always felt like I was running after things because I was always behind. Like I was either behind the career ball or I was behind the milestone moments with my child or I was behind teaching them how to learn this new thing. Um and so I just started reframing time in my mind and seeing it as endless. Um, I have endless amount of time to pour into my child. It's not just this one moment. It's not just this one day. And it's not just this one hour. Um, I'll know him for the rest of my life, you know. Um, and then also with work, understanding that the only one putting pressure on me to advance that fast mm. is myself. And so understanding when I can put that pressure on myself to outperform the expectations that I've set for the year and when to tone down my goals. So that way, because I know what's ahead of me, the like the upcoming year. So shaping my goals to kind of make work fit into the pocket of my life, because understanding, hey, this year is not going to be a promotion year. So let me do goals that are still value add to the firm, but not gonna make me feel like I'm running behind the ball because I'm trying to get a promotion. And then also kind of like what you were saying, being vocal. And that's the awesome thing about my team at work is that I can be vocal about it and they help build structure around that. But and then also being vocal in my home, like my kids know and it, it, my kids know when I am in the throes of a year where I'm trying to get a promotion and they'll, they'll check in on me on how that's going <laughs> and they'll understand that I'm going to have to, that means, you know, Hey, mom's not going to be able to make the mom and son night at school. We're going to have to reschedule that and do it at a different time and maybe not do it with the school community, but mom's going to do it on another weekend that works better because this year she's going for a promotion. So um, bringing them along my journey has been so much more helpful because it leads to that being able to forgive myself. Cause I see that my sons aren't expecting me to check off every single box, like their boxes of their expectations for me are so different than what I have outlined for myself. And it's so much <laughs> easier and a whole lot more joyful, joy-filled, um, connecting with them and understanding where is it that they want me to show up in the next couple of weeks for them or in the next days, you know, like understanding, hey, mom, I want you to be there on my first day of second grade. That's important to me uh, versus I want you to be here every single day, you know, knowing that I have to travel and stuff like that. So I think that is super key to be vocal and have people to be able to communicate with and, no, and help I definitely want deal a shout out to Mama T because she has a leadership role in education and that is 
time consuming with very varying parameters. And so I think it's also for us to start being aware of each other and listening to each other so that we know and are really invested. I think the turn that leadership has been taking, I'm a true advocate to um, brave leadership and vulnerable leadership and where you're get you're really getting to know the people you're collaborating with so that you can offer understanding and framing so that it doesn't feel like when someone is really stressing, this is an important phase for my child or there's a transition or th- that it's not only when there's an alert and an emergency, but that it really is right. We're all Mama T and I are in education, but still we're all kind of building our community and, and we are all part of a tribe and you want, the kids at home and the ones you're teaching or anyone you're interacting with and the people you're developing, right? Because the younger professionals that you're working with are getting an imprint from working with you as well. We want to continue Mm -hmm. to cultivate conversations where we're just trying to have a world where all these dynamics that happen throughout someone's life are supported and accepted. And it doesn't feel like I have to isolate this. And we know that in corporate America, it definitely feels different. But I think the conversations are coming around that the only way we don't burn out, the only way we don't have these um, health impact and just people making questionable decisions and all these other things that transpire is by being able to be authentically you in that space. And that the reason you're working so hard and the life you're trying to build and the choices that you're making are supported by each of the environments that you're part of. Um, So I say that because in having little ones where some of the things are out of our control before they can start to understand, we still want to be able to make those choices and have other people encourage us and be supportive through the times that we have to make those choices so that we can be good colleagues and we can be good parents and we can be good family member and we can just have that kind of environment in both spaces. Yes. And with that, we're going to ask that you, you know, submit to us some of your uh, motherhood stigmas that you've either come into, had to deal with or things that you struggle with still and um, would like a different perspective on it or um, your fresh perspective that helped you get through your motherhood stigma and memes. I was going to ask you this week, what's your men? So I have started a gratitude journal. Um, I have um, a space for what I'm grateful for today. I have a space for what I want to remember tomorrow and like a word of the day. And um, I was very grateful to get that gift from my manager. Um, Shout out to Jenny. Um, And we collaborated on something and it was beautiful gift and commemoration of that but I think the timing of it was also what kind of spoke to me actually making it part of my day-to-day and the the, my favorite part of it is what I want to remember tomorrow because I think we can so often practice gratitude (laughs) in the moment right like so so 
Yeah, yeah. So and then I'm forget. Happy. So glad it's a beautiful day. I have my family. Count and then blessings. the next day, when you don't do, when you haven't done your gratitude yet, you're like mumbling under your breath about something that you needed to remember. <laughs> so I kind of try to make each one separate because it's not just like I want to remember this tomorrow, but I try to remember the old, like the lesson in it. So I'll say something like I'm grateful for time like if it's downtime solo time like I in parts of my summer I definitely was carving out like me time and but just remembering that like I had to plan it I had to prioritize it I had to be very like aware and conscious of using it a certain way and not getting caught up because for me a big lesson I think this year so far has been expectations what I expect of myself what I'm allowing to be expected on the outside and if I can plan it, make the time, make it purposeful, then it's more productive. And so that remembering the lesson I want to remember tomorrow, and I'm kind of taking that tomorrow as moving forward. This is the thing I want to remember. Um, it's, it's helped to keep that gratitude in my heart. That's awesome. My men this week, kind of along the same lines of remembering, um, have been my devotional times in the morning. So I, I typically wake up early before um, I try to beat everybody, but I've kind of given up on that. Other people join me for my devotional at this point because 5.30 a.m. <laughs> I can't wake up much earlier than that. So whoever's up at 5.30 Unless you want to do your devotional this, before but, you go to bed um, at night. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's people there too, so I, I just can't get a moment. So I am very grateful for the couple of days that I had this week where I was able to wake up at 5 30 a.m. And, and not move too loud to wake anybody else up and get alone time um, in the Word. And the Word has just been hitting right on the head of whatever it is that I'm going to face that day. And I, I love when that happens. It just illuminates and so a lot about peace and um, the Lord leaving peace and him leaving his helper, even though he was going away to prepare a place for me and just reminding me that he's coming back, but I have his peace and that that's with me all the time and that it can surpass my understanding. And so um, just that's that spoken word and just reading it and seeing it illuminated throughout the day has been my mend because it's like, oh, it's it's refreshing. I'm not alone. There, he's there with me. My creator's there and he's present and he's fully aware of what's going on in my minuscule life in the grand scheme of things. Um, so again, getting perspective and getting um, framing things in a way that my mind can grasp it and my spirit can be raised. So kind of the same thing. They connected with us, and we're so happy to, um, you know, talk to you guys and get to hear from you every other week. And if there's a specific topic that you would like us to hit on here at Torn, feel free to email us and me tell our folks so how to stay you connected. Can email us at tornmlb at gmail dot com, and we are at tornmlb on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For moms. Bye, moms.
Thank you for listening.